Diversified Systems Resources is a technology company based in Bartlesville, Oklahoma that's been in business for 39 years. Are you looking for a stable employer, clean office environment, fun teammates, and a day that is always new and exciting? Then email us your resume today at dsrjobs at dsrglobal.com. DSR, we deliver technology. Thank you for tuning into the Northfield Podcast Network. We pray that this audio resource will bless you and encourage you this week. If you'd like more information about the Northfield Podcast Network, go to facebook.com slash the Northfield Podcast Network. Blessings. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Podcast. I am your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of the program today. As always, I want to say thank you to our friends at Outpost Coffee for providing us with incredible caffeinated beverages. Check these guys out at outpostcoffeeco.com. Well, on today's program, I have Kevin Osborne. He is the Vice President of Enrollment and Admissions at Oklahoma Wesleyan University. And we're just going to have a conversation about um, his ministry past, his family, how Jesus got a hold of him, and just the fun, just, you know, who knows what we're going to talk about. And uh, just, I'm excited that you get to hear this conversation with my friend, Kevin Osborne. Welcome to the Northfield Nation, Mr. Kevin Osborne. How are you doing, my friend? Good. 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 Glad you're here on the program today. Um, I just wanted to jump in here. We're just going to talk about your life, your connection with ministry, that your your just your story, yeah. And you can tell us all about who you are. So, uh, I guess we'll start with that. Tell me about yourself. Who is Kevin Osborne? Yep. Um, so, as you said, I'm Kevin. I'm originally from Wichita, Kansas. So, okay. grew up in Wichita. Not too. Now, were you born there. there? Yeah, I was born in Wichita, basically. Okay. And born and raised there. Um, yeah, so, um, grew up in a family, thankfully, that loved me and had a great, uh, great growing up. I grew up in the city, but my folks grew up on the farm. So we had land probably about 40 minutes west of Wichita. So we had a farm out there that we used to go to a lot. Nice. So Um, you grew up on a farm too, huh? I didn't grow up on one. I was a city boy. But you had access to a farm. Yeah. Okay. So, um... So people hear me. In fact, my son used to say, well, you grew up in the country, Dad. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm a city boy. But, uh, yeah, the summers, because my dad still owned part of the land. Sure. Um, we'd go out and we'd harvest. So the summers were... What'd you harvest? Wheat. It was primarily wheat. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. So um, I came along later, though. I'm the baby of the family. So oh, really? My brother and sister got more of that than I did. Okay. As far as running the tractors and combines. Uh, nice. But I got a little bit of it, so... Hunting, fishing, all that. Loved yeah. it. All that. You're connected to all that stuff. So if you guys hear it, the the, the lawn crew next door started uh, started mowing as we as we hit record. So as you oh wait, I think they turned it off. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, so tell me about some of your what's some of your favorite things? Yeah, um, man. I don't. You know, I love coffee. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm, black some. coffee, please. See, I like, I'm a cream guy. Yeah, I Put a little cream in it. Nice. You're like my dad. My dad likes some just straight yeah. black. Actually, my favorite coffee is from New Mexico. It's called New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Highly recommend it. Really? Yeah. You, obviously, it comes from New Mexico, so can you order it? It does. It's out of Albuquerque. So, really? Yep. It's Fantastic out of Albuquerque. Stuff. I got hooked on it from Trader Joe's. Oh. So when we lived in California, that was my Sunday night run to Trader Joe's was to get this coffee. 
We have a Traders in Tulsa. We so do. It's, it's the closest you can yes, get to it. I know. In fact, that's on our <laughs> list for this week. I miss well, Trader Joe's. Yep, yep. That's the only, I've been to Trader Joe's once, and I was in Colorado when I went there. Seriously? Never been to a Trader oh, here. Oh, no. It's, it's, a, it's a regular run for us. Is it really? Yeah, okay. No, well. it, it, it would have been hard to make the move here without a Trader Joe's. <laughs> well. So, yeah. So, I got hooked on that coffee at Trader Joe's, and then they took it away. So now I have to order it online. Order it offline. Yeah, yeah, it's either World Market or online. So wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a coffee drinker. Um, man, we hang with the family. That's about it. Okay. So um, I, that was one of. Um, so you. Let's go with the next question because we'll get to. I'll, I'll get to how you met your wife in a little bit. But um, let's go. With, how did Jesus get all of you? Yeah. So um, when I was a senior in high school, so I grew up in church. My mom was a music teacher, and um, so I was always involved in music from the time I was breathing. And uh, when I was a senior in high school, um, didn't know what I wanted to do. So Friends University mm-hmm. is a college there in Wichita, and that was my mom's alma mater. And, really? Um, I went and tried out, and I got a music scholarship, so I just went there. That was Fantastic. my whole... Yeah, quite a vision for life. I, didn't, I had no idea what I wanted to do, so I might as well go sing because I enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie, I did the same thing. I got my for Coffeeville Community College. Yeah. Uh, my choir teacher, I got in with a choir teacher, and she said, I know how you can get a two-year scholarship for Coffeeville Community College. Yeah. I was like, oh, because I, I was at the same point. I was like, I don't know what I want to do. And I figured it out. I was like, oh, I'll go try it. So I tried it, and I sang for this lady in Coffeeville, and she's like, Score, you're in. I got a two-year scholarship. I went to Coffeeville Community College nice. singing. And I was yeah. like, I still, yeah. I was like, what am I going to do? Yeah, I totally. Like, but I sang, and I got free school for two years. Yep. So, yeah. Totally. Fit. So, yeah. So, I went to Fringe University for college. Yep. And I grew up in the church, though. Um, loved singing. Loved um, doing service things through the church. Yeah. Where'd um, you go to church at? Well, it was First United Methodist Church in downtown Wichita. Yep. Um, So, but when I got to college, I became friends with a group of people there who really had a relationship with Jesus. Come on. And so just being friends with them, I knew they had something I didn't. Wow. And so 1994, I gave my heart to Jesus and never turned back. Come on, baby. I was really living with one foot in each world. Sure. Uh, So I would have said I was a Christian. Yeah. Um, But... You know, I wasn't. Right. Um, so, 1994, I gave my heart to Jesus. Praise the Lord. Gave my life to Jesus. Yeah. And let really let Him be Lord of my life. Come on. Um, started living with Him then. So That's fantastic. So, you mentioned Friends University, which uh, there's another guy that went there. Um, and you made a post about this and I, oh, yeah. I, I yeah. Uh, on your Instagram. Yeah. Which, I, pr- prior to his death, I didn't really get into his music. I, heard, I knew it. Yeah. But I wasn't like enamored with his stuff and then after he died i really dug into like stuff that he did you know his life what and his music and i just i love rich mullins but you sort of kind of had a relationship with rich yeah i mean we weren't great friends or anything sure um but i and i posted this on my instagram but i didn't know who he was i didn't know his music uh, I didn't like Christian music in the 80s. I don't disagree with that. In the early 90s, it was just cheesy. I didn't want anything to do with it. <clears throat> so that just wasn't my thing. Nope. And I was standing in the music hall one day, and he just put his head down and rammed my chest. 
I was like, hey. <laughs> Look, thanks, fella. Thanks for, thanks for hitting me. And, you know, some people have asked me, like, how old are you that you were in? Well, he came back to Fringe University yeah. to get his music education degree after he had had a level of success. So he was older anyway. Yep. Um, yeah, so got to know Rich just a little bit, not a sure. lot. Um, a lot of my good friends sang with him. On his um, his later albums, really, yeah. And in fact, Michelle and I we sang. I can't remember what it was, but we went to somebody's basement in Wichita and did some sort of group thing that was supposed to be for his, but I never heard about it. So I don't know if it just stung. you don't know if it made it. Or yeah, not. I don't know if it just stung. <laughs> we didn't get paid for anything, so it, it must not have been very good. It it's something. Yeah. So, but. Um, the thing that really impacted me, so this all happened around the same time that I, I was like, yeah, I'm really sold out for Jesus. Come on. So yeah. this is a thing. And it was about that time that Rich did a chapel service. I didn't know him. Yeah. Um, but he went up there. He had his hammered dulcimer on stage. He had yeah. his piano. Yeah. And, you know, he just did his thing. I don't know if you ever saw him in concert. I or, did not. No. But, you I've know, if you watch seen videos, but yeah, never Yeah, exactly. Live. He just does this kind of talking thing, but, you know, his approach of just being real and raw and struggling with being a human yeah, and knowing the Savior Come on. and yet not trying to be holier than thou and just letting the Savior be the Savior and you be the one yeah. who's saved and needing yep. a Savior, yep. that just resonated with me. So, awesome. uh, yeah, just his, his music and... You know, he was a crazy musician. I mean, the guy the guy was talented. So, you know, that just drew me in. And really, his, um, his soundtrack from those years, that mid-early 90s, mid-90s, is really soundtrack of me finding out who I am in Jesus. Mm. And that really launched me into selling out for God and yeah. just being full throttle into whatever so you want me to do, God. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, once once after like I said after he died, I sort of listened to his music and all the stuff that came out. I, I just love it. oh yeah. man, I, I just Elijah, all those different songs yeah. literally just blow my mind. Yeah. I just especially driving back and forth to Cedarville sometimes we'll kick on and that hammer drill smore and it just comes on. I just crank it up as we're driving. Oh, so good. Love it. Love it. Love it. That's amazing. Okay, so you went to Friends University. Met Rich Mullins. How did you meet your wife? That's always a fun yeah. story. Let's talk about that. Well, I first saw Michelle August 28th, 1993. Well, you That's very specific. Well, it is. And the weird thing is, is I don't remember anything. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what I ate yesterday. <laughs> so that's not a normal thing for me. But right. I remember I saw this beautiful girl. She was out in front of Davis Hall. They we were having some sort of party right before school. So we hadn't yep. even started school. And I saw her. I was like, I need to get to know her. Come on. <laughs> then the next day in music theory class, walked into music theory and there she was. So yeah. sat next to her. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so we became good friends that first year and started dating the second year. And that was it. So how'd you propose? <clears throat> was it crazy or was it just one of those? Uh, you know, it's a little embarrassing. Ooh, I, like I should have planned it out better. I like embarrassing. But, so I think my folks were out of town. <clears throat> So I was like, all right, I'm going to bring her over to my house. So I brought her to my house, and I cooked for her. So I lived with my parents during college because we were in the same uh, town. Yeah. Save on on rent. 
Totally. So cook for, I was actually going to grill for because I love grilling. Yes. So I had steaks. I was going to do a nice meal. Well, it started raining outside, so I couldn't grill. Oh, man. I know, right? So I tried to do them inside and like smoked up the smoked house. The whole oh, house. I totally did. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. So, but anyway, we had a nice meal. And then afterwards, I put the ring on a rose and I brought it out like it was going to be dessert and gave it to her and got Sweet. on me and proposed to her. And she so, said yes. She did. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool, man. Very cool. Now, how long have you guys been married? See, you ask these questions, oh, and I get in trouble. No, so, well, no, actually, in June, it'll be 25 years. Okay, I don't have to edit anything yeah. out. Good deal. Nope. All right. No editing needed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you you lived in Wichita, got married in Wichita. You guys went to California. Like, how did that happen? Yeah, so <clears throat> when I was, so when I started at Fringe University, music major. Okay. After my first year, I figured I do not want to be a teacher. Love music. I'm a hack. I don't like to practice. Right. I don't want to be locked in a classroom with kids for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I switched to pre-med. That makes oh, sense, wow. right? Okay. Yeah. Why not? Impressive. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I loved it. I love biology. Don't love chemistry, but I did really well. Okay. Um, and I loved it. I love how God created the human body. I mean, all mm-hmm. that was. So, and Michelle was like, heck yeah, I'm going to be married to a doctor. This there you awesome. go. There you go. So, um, we were, as we were getting married, so we got married our last year of college. Okay. So we kind of did a, um, a one semester of a fifth year in college kind of mm-hmm. thing. Cause she was student teaching Yep. <clears throat> and I was finishing up because I switched my major. And so, but we were doing med school. So I was applying to med schools. We were visiting med schools. And so we were in that process, and we were married, and I came home one day to our little apartment we had, um, which was actually in St. Joseph Square, which okay. is a song where uh, Rich Mullins wrote a song, his song called Peace. Okay, yeah. It's called yeah. A Blessing from St. Joseph Square. Yeah. He and his manager live, like, right down the block from us. Really? Not Neither here crazy. nor there. Just throw that one in. That's crazy. But um, I came home, and I was like, Michelle, we got to talk. <laughs> said, so kind of feel like the Lord's leading me to seminary. Come on. And she was like, yes, I know. Oh, she said, I know, huh? She blew me away. There so go. God was working on her heart. Same way he was working on mine. We hadn't talked about it. Because I, I didn't know what a seminary was. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't really have pastors in my family. That just hadn't been a part of my family's knowledge base or trajectory. Okay. Um, Michelle's dad's a pastor, and he has a big influence on my life spiritually. He's a great guy. Um, he went to Asbury Seminary, which is where we ended up going. But um, So kind of did a 180 on Michelle there, but she was right there with us, thanks okay, to God. So she, she was all in. Yeah, so we <clears throat> went in 1998. We went from thinking we were going to be at KU Med to ending up in Wilmore, Kentucky at Asbury Seminary. Wow, uh, that's a jump, bro. Yeah. That's a that's a massive jump. Big jump, yeah. <laughs> um, so we ended up at seminary and um, loved it, man. Okay. I just, I loved, because I had no formal training of the Bible. Yeah. I wasn't, in fact, within your first year at Asbury, I don't know how it is now, but back then you had to pass a Bible test. 
<laughs> Dude, and this was hard. <laughs> they were like, okay, in the second chapter of Jeremiah. <laughs> You're like, I'm like, there's a book called Jeremiah? Hold oh. on just a second. <laughs> I, was to- I was freaking out because I did not know the Bible. But I loved it. I mean, I grew so much. I grew spiritually and just grew my knowledge of the Bible and really fell in love with Jesus there. So a lot awesome. of people go to seminary and they have the opposite experience. Yeah. Man, I just loved it. See, so, that's my dad. My dad went to seminary, and he loved it. He went to yeah. Adrian uh, Adrian Rogers uh, Mid America oh, yeah. in Memphis, Tennessee. Right, and uh, he loved. I mean, th- that experience. Yeah. He, him and Adrian became so close. Dad was actually put on staff as his associate. Oh, pastor. that's so cool. And so they used to. Adrian would do revivals. And he'd start them. Adrian Rogers would start them. Then Dad would finish them. Oh, that's awesome! And so just insane. Dad was the closer. Yeah, he was that's the closer. Awesome. He was yep. He was the closer. Is <laughs> it? Adrian awesome. kicked it off, and he, he finished awesome. it. So yeah, he, that's Dad's experiences. He loved seminary. Like yeah. he talks about it. And just and then I've got friends that have been. They're like, I hated it. And so I, I don't know, dude. Yeah, I loved it, but you know, Michelle and I kind of grew up there. I mean, mm-hmm. we kind of grew up together. I was twenty one when we got married. She was twenty two. Yeah. And we just kind of grew up together. So moving, you know, we moved, whatever that is, 600 and some, 900 miles away, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And we just had to rely on each other. We just grew up together. So it was wow. awesome. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Loved it. But while I was there, um, my first year, I had to have a job. Mm-hmm. So God provided. He paid for seminary for Come us. Come on. Um, but I had to have a job anyway because we had to live. Yeah. So, so what did you do? Well, I got a job in this new fangled department that was online learning. Really? So, well, this was in the early, yeah, late nineties. Uh, late nineties, so ninety seven, ninety eight. Yep. Nobody else was really doing it. They started doing it, so I got a job in there. And the next year, I became the full time director of it. Wow. I had no idea what I was doing, but nobody else did either. So I guess it's it all did. it was all brand new territory. Oh. Yeah. So, while I was doing my seminary degree, um, I worked in that program, and it was funny because while I was in seminary, I knew God called me to seminary, no doubt about it, but I never felt called to be a preacher. Yep. So, a lot of my friends around there, they were like, yeah, I just have this fire. I want to go and preach. Yeah. And every weekend, they were somewhere else preaching. Somewhere, yep. I just didn't have that fire. I'm not afraid of it. I like preaching, but it's just not... Um, but I just kept moving forward one step after the other and just following what I felt God was wanting me to do. Nice. And after five years, just really felt God keep calling me into academics. Okay. I don't know what that means, but cool. So, um, I did the Master of Divinity, which is your typical seminary degree for pastors. Yep. Good degree, long is all get out. Sure. So I did five years doing this. Good night. Well, God was calling me really into academics, so I need to go on and do a PhD. Oh, so you you're a doctor? I am. Woo! <laughs> um, so I did not read that in your bio. So. Yeah, that's all right. Sorry. <laughs> no, you don't have to be. I don't flaunt that one. Um, but um, when I was fin- so I finished my MDiv, but as I was looking around at schools to do a PhD in. None of them accepted an MDiv as a prerequisite for a PhD. Really? Well, an MDiv is, um, uh, it's not an academic degree. Right. Uh, it's a professional degree. Sure. Is the way they look at it. So, so I did the MA in Christian Leadership. Uh, okay. Which I loved. Um, 
leadership stuff is just right up my alley. Yeah. I love building teams. I love nice. helping people be better than they Absolutely. were before and helping the team move ahead. So I did that and then um, got into a program at KU, at University of Kansas, and got a researching position uh, in their e-learning design lab. Yeah. So I went and actually part of my PhD was just trying to get over what happened to me at Asbury. Really? Because well, as I was building the program at Asbury, uh, we built an online program that was growing like by leaps and bounds. And I would travel to churches and be like, look, you can have ministry candidates from your church go to seminary online, but they can stay in their churches they're serving while they're earning their seminary degree. Nice. So they can be formed in their church sure. while they're learning and yep. being formed through the seminary. And, yep. But everybody kept saying you can't do that online. Literally, that was the see. That was the early days, man. It was no. That's exactly that's the right. early days. Nobody it, it knew. It was a legit criticism. Well, but I traveled the country, explaining to boards of ordained ministry. Here's what we do. Here's how we do it. Here's how the faculty are involved. You know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, going to KU was kind of I built I developed my whole research around what happened to me at Asbury. So I got a great underlying, uh, a foundational understanding of how education works, and because I'm not. I'm not a teacher. I've never been a K-12 teacher. Yeah. I teach classes, but I'm not a faculty member. So I kind of straddle this weird world of um, academics and administration. Um, outside academics, that doesn't sound like yeah. any, but it, you know. It's in, still something. No, inside, it's good. Inside, it's, um, yeah. it's, it's kind of a different world. So anyway, so we came back to Kansas while I was doing my Ph.D., um, and then when I finished my Ph.D., the uh, president at Friends University gave me a call and said, hey, we got this position. So we, at that time, we had Avery. She was born in mm-hmm. Kentucky, actually. And then McKenna was born in Abilene, Kansas, because Michelle was serving a church while I was at KU. Okay, yeah. Um, so we lived in Abilene, and then we moved to Wichita. And then when I was in Wichita, the provost, Joel Green, Okay. He had since gone to Fuller Seminary out in Pasadena. Yep. Yep. So he time. called me and said, hey, we need to do with our online programs what we did at Asbury. You want to come out? So that's how we got out to California. Okay, so you were on staff at Fuller for a while. I was on staff at Fuller for 10 years. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. I started there um, developing their online program. So they had a lot going on online, mm-hmm. but a lot of it didn't include the regular faculty okay so what i did was i I bring in a full faculty development piece and train faculty how to teach online develop programs stuff like that nice nice so i did that and then uh, a couple years later i had set that up where i became the cio where i had several Uh, areas under me okay yeah yep and then i did that for about six years and then i did a couple years of enrollment management wow yeah so that so fast forward, you you were there how long were you in California? So we were there ten years. Ten years. Okay. Yep. So yep. fast forward, you're now at Oklahoma Wesleyan University here in Bartlesville. Yep. And you're the vice president of enrollment management. Enrollment management. So yep. that's that's like admissions, getting people in yep. the door. Right? Yep. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So funny story that somebody I worked with back at Asbury twenty years ago, Janelle Vernon. Um, We've stayed friends for 20 years, talking occasionally. Yeah. 
she had since left Asbury and gone to um, the Wesleyan Church's headquarters in uh, outside of Indianapolis, yeah, yeah, is where yeah, they're headquartered. Yeah. She was working with Jim Dunn up there. Okay, yeah. And so when Jim was called and appointed the president here, she was like, hey, there's a guy in California you ought to reach out to. Yeah. So out of the blue, Jim called me. It's so crazy. Yep, yep. That's, I'm a, that's, o, o, OW is my alma mater. I yeah. I right there in O. Four? Oh, four? Yeah. <laughs> took yeah. me a minute. That's where I graduated from there. Got my bachelor's degree in business management and human nice. resources. So nice. that's... Which I'm not even using that degree, but, eh, you know, I well, know. I don't use the biology degree. Biology. <laughs> Here I am. We got it. So <laughs> so that's how you got... you. That's how you came from California to Oklahoma. Yep. yep. What do you like better, California or Oklahoma? <sighs> that's a... <laughs> we are glad to be in Oklahoma. Okay. So we definitely miss the weather. Oh, yeah. We miss the beach. I've been to California one time. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. The weather. Oh, yeah. The weather is always amazing, except for when there's smoke. Yeah. Fires. Have you been here for fire mm-hmm. season? Well, not really. I, yeah. I mean, we've been here a year and a half. Okay, so, so you, yeah, you were we've here been then. here a full cycle, but... April, April, May. Is, okay. It's, it's fire season I don't here. remember anything... Maybe. Like in California, we had ash falling on. No, nope, we're not that bad here. It just <clears throat> it just stinks, and it's just you know you can smell the. I do remember smelling the smoke. You yeah. smell the smoke. Yeah. It's, I mean, the farmers around here. I think it may be worse the further west you go. Got it. Because farmers in in this part of the state and in in Kansas, they just burn everything. Yeah. Like it's just. Everything. Yes. And yeah. So it, it just stinks for two months. Yeah. And. Yeah, yeah. You know though, we, we love living in Oklahoma. We love Bartlesville. Yep. Uh, it it's surprising to us because growing up in Wichita, mm-hmm. we kind of in. This is naive of me to say, but I didn't realize it was so green and pretty. It's good. This part of they Oklahoma. call it green country. They well, call I it green, green country. <laughs> I didn't know that before. Yeah, we this came here. this little section. I don't know. This yeah. little corner, northeastern Oklahoma, is called green country because it's it does get green here. Yeah. And so it's beautiful here. We yep. love the trees. We love the green. We love fall. This starting right about now oh, till the. I love the... this weather. Oh, we got so the windows amazing. open again mm-hmm. at night. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So those are parts. You know, we we don't obviously we don't miss the cost of living. We don't oh, miss no. uh, the politics of California. Nope. That's that's just craziness. But you know, while we were there, we were super involved with a church called Real Life Church okay. in Valencia, um, and I was on staff there. Really? So yeah, I've always okay. had one foot in the. I mean, sure. Being in seminary, so I've been ordained. Yep. Um, so what did you do? What were you doing on staff? Well, I did their. Uh, I helped them begin their online. Okay. Services. Okay. And then for several years, I was an online pastor. Oh wow! Okay. So that's kind of a weird yep. thing. But, yep. So I did that for several years, and then. Um, I left Fuller in 2018, and I was full-time staff there in 2019. Okay. So, um, but we love that church. We love... So, we miss things like that. We miss the people. Sure. Um, they're, California is an interesting place because people are real. Mm-hmm. So, if they don't know Jesus, they don't try to put on a front and act like they're churchy or they'll just... That's... Here they do. Oh, man. Right. We're, yeah. We're... we're, we're professionals yeah. at that here yeah, in Oklahoma. Yeah. <clears throat> well, they were in Kentucky. They are in Kansas. Sure. So probably Bible Belt. That's what I loved about California. Yep. I mean, 
you don't have to. You knew guess. what you were getting, you don't and have people to guess. weren't. Yeah, people weren't afraid to tell you what they were thinking, nope. which is great because I don't have to sell Jesus, but I'm going to tell you my experience with Jesus, nope. and I'm going to tell you what you get from the Savior. Come on, and how you can impact your life. So that was great. So we had good experiences there. So we're we're super thankful for our time there. We love the people that we left there, so that one hurt. That hurt, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but we love Bartlesville. It's yeah. a great place. When we left Wyoming, uh, I was young, so I don't remember much of it, but, I mean, we're still really good friends with people because the mom and dad were church planners out there in Wyoming, and there's still people to this day. Dad said, if I called them, they'd be here. Yeah, there's something about the church planting. Come on. You just, you go through fire with those people. Yeah. I mean, when you spend your nights crying and on your knees praying for people and, yep. you know, just the stuff you get into building a church is just stuff you never thought you'd get it was into. The, our, the church we had in Wright, Wright, Wyoming is where it was at. Uh, it was in my mom and dad's double wide. <laughs> oh, that's They awesome. started like, yeah. we had lived, you know, lived like this, yeah. kitchen table, everything. Live here. And on Sunday morning, mom had to get up early. Mom and dad got up early yep. and a couple of people would come over and they'd, Move the kit, all everything out of the living room, and they'd set up seventy chairs in the living room of wow. a double wide. Dude, seven seventy people in a double wide. Wow, Brrr, stacked back. You know what's amazing? The first, one of the first things Michelle and I noticed, and we're from this part of the country, so I'm surprised that it surprised us. Mm-hmm. But coming back from California, so we were part of a church that was eight to ten thousand people when we left. There were that many showing up on the weekend. We didn't even have membership. Wow. But our building looked really small. Really? How many but, services? Uh, what were we up to? Four, well, we were doing four. Wow. Um, but of course, in California, you live outside. So we had an amphitheater. Okay. So you kind of... Ex- but coming here... You just see these massive church oh, buildings. Oh, gigantic. You see some of them. Just, if, you, if you go to Texas, oh, you can yeah. see some of them from here. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but even driving here, you know, down 75, mm-hmm. you can just like, I was just shocked at how big the church yeah, buildings are. we got some are. big buildings here. So, oh, have you been down to, speaking of Asbury? Oh, yeah. One in Tulsa? Asbury UM. That thing is, I took a tour of that one time when I was in student ministry. Yeah. I just, I wanted to go look at their youth room. And, yeah. But he took me through the whole thing. And I was yeah. just like... Oh, it's huge. It's, yeah. Ridiculous. It's a beautiful building. Oh, it's a too. gorgeous yeah. building. Yeah. But yeah, it's huge. It's gigantic. <laughs> it's insane. So, um, okay. So, yeah. So that's boring, but that's kind of no, the story and how we got here. Yeah. yeah. So that's how you got to Oklahoma. Um, let's, let's, let's go fun. Uh, favorite place to vacation? Man, that's a hard one. So here's the deal. Anytime you're off work, it's good. I'm a nine on the Enneagram. <laughs> so I don't have a favorite anything. Yeah. If everybody else is having fun, I'll have fun. There you go. Okay. Um, no, Michelle's family has cabins in Colorado. Oh, God country. So I love that. Yep. But it's super rustic. Michelle doesn't really enjoy that. that I love much. rustic. So I that's, do too. We go to Lake City, Colorado. Okay. That's, that's you're that you're drinking out of the mug yeah. there. We go, we load up our four wheelers on the back of our, tra- we got, dad's got trailers and my mm-hmm. brother's got trailer and we load up, we got a six seater, we got a couple of razors. Oh, that's fun. We're four wheeler to load everything up and we go to Lake City. It's a little tiny town in the bowl. Yep. And park the cars and you can drive your four wheelers everywhere. Oh, and that's so you, awesome. We, go to, we got a cabin we stay in. Yep. I mean, it's nice. It's I mean, it's like a house. Yeah. And you know, eat dinner there at the house, yeah. and then we get up early, pack everything on the back of the thing, and we take the Alpine Loop around, go up oh, to Silverton, yeah. Array. Oh yeah, I know 
know this. Yeah. All those areas right there yeah. go up around the, the Alpine Loop. I know that area. That's great. And it's absolutely stunning. Yeah. Um, we've done that since 2013. That's awesome. And we we didn't do it last year because of COVID and all that stuff. Yep. And then, uh, actually, no, I take that back. I We didn't go. Hannah did go with Dad and my brother and my sister-in-law. We didn't go. For, I can't remember why we didn't go. But we went the year before that and just drove around. But, man, we just, it was, that's when Mom and Dad actually honeymooned. Oh, really? So, my, my dad was just, he's just nuts. I love, he, he just got these crazy adventures like this, just they found an abandoned mining town at the top of, um, outside of Lake City. And it was like two weeks after they got married. And they went up and there was like three other or four other couples that all went together. Yeah. And there's this huge, just this big abandoned mining yep. towns. Yeah. And they just, okay, this is ours. <laughs> they put up Visqueen on the... Seriously. <laughs> over the... Because oh, it's just, so I mean, it's fun. literally open. Yeah. Open. Oh, yeah. Visqueened it up. Put cots down and and uh, and they that's, that's they so stayed there for a week. Dude, that's crazy. That's like, awesome. Just nuts. Like that's. I think in that area, I remember Silverton. Um, in high school, I had a buddy who had um, a jeep and we went four wheeling up there. Mm-hmm. Is Marble around there? Have you ever been to Marble? No, but now I'm now. I mean, we got the internet right now here. You gotta look it up. I do. So Marble, Colorado. You can literally go to the Marble Mines. There are pieces of marble sticking out of the mountain that are the size of your house and bigger. It's just phenomenal. We used to go out there, but it just reminded me. I can't remember if it's near Silverton, but it's somewhere. Okay, there. so there. Okay, so yeah, it's not. Um, when you go to, am I in the wrong area? I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up the map right now. This is, I mean, I'm sure the people listening to the podcast are just going to be like, this is interesting. We can't see anything you're doing. I'm, I'm literally opening up a map and I'm, and we're looking at, uh, where is this close to this? No, you're off 70. So it's closer. Lake City's lower is a southern half of Colorado. Okay. So gotcha. this is more central. This is not too far from, uh, Mesa. Gotcha. And, and no, that area so ways away. And okay. Glenwood Springs. So it's, okay. it's, it's not too far from Glenwood Springs. I broke my kneecap in Glenwood Springs skiing. Uh, so that's... But in that area, there's some marble stuff that's in the creek. And the and the, the water is like a turquoise blue. Oh, I love It's it. insane. I love Colorado. And it's just... It's yeah. absolutely insane. But if you ever find yourself up in that area, mm-hmm. definitely go over to marble. Okay. It's just crazy. The pictures look amazing. It yeah. is crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Michelle's... Um, family, they have cabins in Cochera in the Sangre de Cristos. Okay, yep, I know exactly what it's yeah. at. Yeah, we love it. I love going out there, so it's a lot of fun. We've taken our kids out there. Oh, wow. Since they were little, actually, Avery was little when we first started going out there, and yeah. we meet them out there most every summer. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just, that's, that's, that's our. That's our favorite place to go is Colorado. We just um, this year we just went, we went to Florida and, and Gulf Shores this yeah, year for the first time. We did too. Yeah. Um, that was our big. I mean, we did that for a week, yeah. and that was that was our first time to do as a family. I've been, I did youth camps in yep. Pan, uh, Panama City once, uh, okay. and so with Jamie and I went down to Panama City and did a student camp on the beach, uh, at Laguna Christian camps. Um, so I've been there a couple different times and the kids and I, the kids and Jamie and I went with my mother-in-law and my father-in-law to Disney World. So I've been to Disney yeah. World once. We've done, you know, we did that. 
Um, that's not, I, I know it's Florida, but it's not the beach. We didn't go to the beach. So. Right. Yep. That's, that's all I had. Florida, I used to fly in and out of Orlando for work a lot. Okay. Other than that, we didn't have any beach time there until this summer. Yeah. We just took a couple of days, took the whole family down to... You guys like did as a... Like, like you've all... Like jet pack down there, y'all got. Oh yeah, we just drive. Well, living in California, we used to come back to Kansas twice a year, yeah, and we drive the whole thing, yeah. So, but so that we normally just drive to Wyoming. Thirteen or fourteen hour yeah. drives, nothing after you've done twenty two. Yep. So, like, yep. Whatever. That's so, fantastic. All good. So if you is uh, is we're as we're closing out here, um, what's what's some of the most as we the world's nuts. World's on fire, pretty much right now. And what what do we, what should we anchor ourselves to? No, well, we went from fun to yeah, now we're right. Going, now we're um, going deep. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously Jesus. Yeah, and anchor to His Word and um, getting around people who believe in that. Mm-hmm. Because man, if you listen to the news, <laughs> if you're sucked into the socials, yep. I mean, if that's what if that's what your intake is, man, you're going to be pulled to the extremes. Yeah. So I think right now a lot of what I'm thinking about are just people who live on the extremes, and, and I don't mean necessarily theologically. So yeah. that's not where I'm getting at. But man, you know, just politically, people are going to pull you hard one way or the other. And it's not that you have to live in the middle, but I just think people just need to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> Turn yeah. the TV off. Shut your phone down for a little bit. It was it, We're on the heels of, of the big social media blackout the, earlier this week. And yeah. you and I were talking about this earlier. Yeah. I, I actually, you know, I took it off my phone, but it's nice to... It was... I didn't have any updates yeah. all day. Didn't... Yeah. And, and I, at first I was like, oh... I, did you know that people look at the national average 96 times a day people look at their phones? Oh, yeah. It doesn't surprise me. That's just crazy. And I, I, I'm i guilty. Yeah. And, well, I think we all are. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so I feel like I'm I feel like I'm 20 years older than I really am just talking about this. Put the phone down. Put your phone down, Put kids. Put the phone down, kids. Yep. Yep. But it's me, too. Yeah. So, I don't know. You know, obviously, you anchor yourself to Jesus. But, man, I think... We, we really, and, and I'm a proponent of digital stuff. So sure, you're the I'm, online guy. I'm the online guy, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I'm not against any of that. But you can't replace face-to-face. Absolutely. Like what we're doing yeah. right now, this doesn't, this, having a cup of coffee yeah. and just talking about stuff. Exactly. And I even think church-wise. Mm-hmm. And I'm all, the local church, I think, is the change agent in the world. Come on. I agree 100%. But even more than that, if you're a Jesus follower, you better know your neighbors. Amen. What are your neighbors' names? I heard a guy in a revival one time say, if you'll cross an ocean to share Jesus, but you won't cross your street, you're a hypocrite. Exactly. And I just that's always just, just stuck with me. Yeah, and you know, it's easier to say I'm going on a missions trip and go mm-hmm. somewhere else. Yep. And it's harder to say, Hi Joe, I'm Kevin. Right? You know, I'm yeah. your next door neighbor. And I'm guilty of it. I'm not pointing fingers. Oh, I am too. But I think for me personally, that's what I'm working on. I'm like, okay, yeah. I need to study the Bible more, so how do I get my neighbors in to just, let's just look at this and talk, talk about, about it. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's what I'm working on. I don't know if that answers the question on how do you get anchored, but I do feel like 
getting anchored is probably getting away from the phone more. Yeah. Probably turning off the Through the mountains a little bit, maybe. Man. <laughs> I See, wish. I just feel like you can... Next time you go, I want to go with you, so... Yeah, <laughs> we'll just go together. Awesome. Yeah. But no, I agree. It's... I, we're made by we're made for community. God made us for community, yeah. and I just I, I just keep going back to this. I've been preaching this in my church the last several months. God's has made us and wired us for such a time as twenty twenty one. Yep, it's just I mean I, the world's burning down. Yep, but we got the best news in the world. Yep, like that Jesus can redeem and reconcile and forgive, and that, yep. like He wins. Like That's I don't right. I don't care who's in the White House. He's I don't care. Won. Yeah, exactly. He He's has won. won. It's still playing itself out. Sure. But the end is done. Yeah. Yep. And so we don't have to sell God. We nope. don't have to sell Jesus. Just invite people into the story. Yeah. Come yeah. check him out. Yeah. It, I mean, Jesus will do... I don't save. Kevin doesn't save. It's nope. Christ that saves. Yep. He's the one that draws. He's the one that woos. Yep. And, and we just... we just He's invited us in to play the part. Yep. Play a part in this. And yep. I'm just like, man, I want to get in. You know, I told my church Sunday, I was like, what's that old... Put me in, coach. Yeah, that's right. Little John Fogarty. Yeah, little yeah. John Fogarty. Yeah, yeah, come on. And so I'm just like, come on, let's... Let's go. Yep. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to go. What yep. can I? What? How can I play my part well? Yep. In in the places where God's put me. Yep. Uh, Acts 17. So, you know, He's put. We've got a lot of times and a lot of you know places. Yep. That God's put us in. We're, you know, you didn't come to Bartlesville, Oklahoma, by accident. Right. Like God put you here for a purpose. That's right. I've been telling. So <clears throat> I don't get to interact with students a lot, but I do have students that work for me, and so I've been meeting with them intentionally to pray with them find out how things are going. And I've reminded all of them, just like, look, you are not here on accident. That's right. You are here for a reason. God yeah. put you here. No, absolutely. So don't be afraid of that. Live yeah. into it. Experience what's going on. Yeah. 100%. So, and, but at the same time, I'm saying that to myself. Yeah. So That's we're good. in a new place, you know, eight weeks after we moved here, um, the pandemic hit. So we didn't have a chance to make many connections. Yeah. So we're still coming out of that, trying to find, you know, what's our place in Bartlesville. Sure. That's okay. Sure. That's all right. But, you know, we're not here on accident. So what does that look like? And Praise how, do you, Lord. how do you just start living into that? Even, you know, in Ephesians, Paul's talking about uh, every member of the body has a reason and a purpose. Yeah, I think so they we do. all have a function. Yep. So how do you find? You got a spot to play. And go into that. Yep. Amen. Well, cool. That's awesome. Well, thanks for being on the program today. Um, would you dismiss us in prayer? Absolutely. Be thanks, happy man. to. Yep. Father, we do uh, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for even this podcast that goes out. And whoever's going to be listening to us, Father, I ask that you would bless them today in a special way, something unexpected. Mm-hmm. Lord, I pray uh, there are people who are listening to us now who have some really deep hurts and they have deep needs. Sometimes people don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. Father, I pray that your peace would fall on them, that the Holy Spirit, you would come and um, give them a sense that they're not alone. Mm. God, thank you for um, bringing Jesus not only as our Savior, but as our friend, as our guide. Mm. Um, God, let us live into that today. Uh, Thanks for Caleb and for this podcast. I pray that you take this around the world and the people that need to hear it for your glory and for your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, man. Hello, my friends. Sometimes the daily grind can just wear us down. Like We can get into the habit of this living a go, 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 go lifestyle, and we find ourselves pulling through the fast food drive-through more than we want each week. And the next thing you know, you just start feeling that 
blah. Anybody else? Well, did you know that Bartlesville has a quick and healthy option available for those that are super busy? It's called the Local Juice Company. It's located in downtown Bartlesville, and they make delicious cold-pressed juices that contain raw fruits and vegetables. And guess what? It's super delicious. They have smoothies and smoothie bowls. I don't know about you, but I know that I get busy. Like, I'm out of my mind busy. I definitely don't eat enough vegetables. Like, trust me, I don't. Each bottle of juice contains one and a half pounds of fruits and vegetables. The real stuff. It's enough vegetables to power you through the work day. When you go into the store, you can grab exactly what you'd like straight out of the refrigerator, or you can order it through our website and get a curbside pickup. My favorite smoothie is the Bruin Blast, a pineapple orange juice smoothie with a blue spirulina to give it that amazing, incredible blue color. Everyone has to try it. You won't regret it. The benefits of spirulina are incredible. Their whole menu is organic. It's gluten-free and dairy-free. The local juice company is also locally owned. Swing by and see what all the buzz is about. 119 West 2nd Street in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Or you can go online to bartlesvillejuicery.com and find them on Instagram at localjuiceco underscore Bartlesville to see pictures of what they have on the menu and to learn more about what they offer. Local Juice Company of Bartlesville.